The Poetry Circle with Anya Nikuiv. Uh, good day and welcome to the Poetry Circle. My name is Anya and I will be reading you some of my favourite poems today. Some of them you may remember from your childhood or you may be like me, somebody who likes poetry very much in the language of poetry. I am talking to you from the RICC radio station, which is available at RICC at gmail.com. Should you have any comments to make or if you have any requests or favourite poems that you would like me to read for you. Okay, now we'll start off with uh, W.B. Yeats, who's a favourite of mine. And um, with these poems, a lot of them were turned into favourite tunes and favourite songs. Like, for example, he wrote Down by the Sally Garden, and a lot of people probably don't know that. Uh, W.B. Yeats was born in 1865 and he died in 1939. And he was committed to the creation of a specific Irish literature. And he was awarded the Nobel Prize for Literature. And he suffered throughout his life with several illnesses, but survived those. And in 1939, he died and he was buried in Drumcliffe, County Sligo, which was a favourite place of his. Now, there is a poem that you probably know, The Stolen Child, It's a favourite of mine because the language of it is very poetic and lyrical. And um, what Yeats wanted to convey in that was the solemn-eyed child. But when we actually see the child, we are made aware of just what he is losing because the child is forsaking a world more full of weeping than he can understand. And Yeats continues, He'll hear no more the lowing, of the calves on the warm hillside, or the kettle on the hob, sing peace into his breast, or see the brown mice bob round and round the oatmeal chest. So we'll be including um, poems of Yeats from time to time. Now I'd like to continue with another Irish poem, uh, poet rather, uh, Porrick Colum. And he he's was born in 1881 and he died in 1972 at the age of 91. Um, He was a co-founder of Sinn Féin with Arthur Griffith and uh, he wrote a lot of poems, some of whom will be familiar to you. And the poem that I am reading now is She Moved Through the Fair. And again, a lot of those poems, you know, returned into musical songs and that and people know them well. She Moved Through the Fair. My young love said to me, my brothers won't mind and my parents won't slight you for your lack of kind. Then she stepped away from me and this she did say, it will not be long, love, till our wedding day. She stepped away from me and she moved through the fair and fondly I watched her go here and go there. Then she went her way homeward with one star awake as the swan in the evening moves over the lake. The people were saying no two were air wed, but one had a sorrow that never was said. And I smiled as she passed with her goods and her gear. And that was the last that I saw of my dear. I dreamt last night that my young love came in. So softly she came 
that her feet made no din. She came close beside me, and this she did say, It will not be long, love, till our wedding day. Now, I would say a lot of you are much more uh, familiar with the uh, song that that is and the way it's sung. It's very strange to read it as a poem. And that's um, Porycullum. Now, we'll go on to a more modern poem and one that was much beloved of all of us in Dublin, and that was Brendan Kennelly. Um, Brendan Kennelly was born in 1936 and he died last year, 2021. And one thing you could say about Brendan Kennelly was he had two main loves in his life. One was Trinity College, where he was a lecturer, and the other was Kerry, where he's buried. So we start now. Brendan Kennelly was very much a familiar character walking around Dublin, known by people, and he was very happy uh, to speak uh, to people. But Ballylongford in County Kerry was his birthplace, and... Uh, where he stayed for 20 years and he was observing the rhythms and processes of rural life. And we will um, uh, we read now one of his poems and I hope you will enjoy it because Brendan Kennelly had a great turn of phrase with uh, the uh, English language. And the poem I'm reading is a bit, of, a bit of fun as well, is The Big Words. The first time I heard transubstantiation, my head fell off. Explain it, the teacher said. I looked around the classroom, searching for my severed head, and I found it near a mouse hole where we used to drop crumbs of bread, turning to turds twice as transcendental as holy words. Explain it to me, I asked my father, from behind the great spread pages of the Irish Independent. It's a miracle, he said. I'm reading John D. Hickey on the semi-final. But come back later and we'll see what's happening to Gussie Goose and Curly Wee. I found out, out what transubstantiation meant. I trotted out my answer. But the trot turned into a gallop as I found myself missing a race between all the big words used by all the small men. I use them myself, of course, especially when I have nothing to say. While I cannot raise dust or hackles, go to town or make hay, with a little bit of life my head suggesting I should drink the best wine, eat the best bread, and thus, with a deft flick of my mind, transfigure the blackest hours of this most holy ground where someone made their God. Hide behind big words, shields to stop him showing the colour of his blood, and be safe as the bland masters of jargon, whose blindness is an appetite for whacking great vocabularies. That cough resoundingly in some bottomless pit of self-importance. Some night soon, I'm going to have a party for all the big words. By the light of the semantic moon, I'll turn the race into a dance with my little words, both hosts and servants catching and catering beyond their best, for even the teeniest need of every resonant guest, big and small, will all be thrilled to see exactly what has happened to Gussie Goose and Curly Wee. So as you can see, Kennelly had a great sense of humour and he was able to turn that into his poems and his writings to make him much beloved by all of us. 
So we'll continue on now with an Irish poet, Paul Durkin, who was born in Dublin in 1944. And they say that Paul Durkin's voice is very suitable for Irish poetry. And he's renowned both in Ireland and abroad for the energy and dramatic style that he brings to poetry readings. And we will, we will read Paul's poem now. They say the butterfly is the hardest stroke. From coves below the cliff of the years, I have dipped into Ulysses, a vagrant Tarry Flynn. But for no more than ten minutes or a page, for no more than to keep in touch with minds kindred in their romance with silence, I have not met God. I have not read David Gascoigne, James Joyce or Patrick Kavanagh. I believe in them. Of the song of him with the world in his care, I am content to know the air. Paul Durkin and a lovely poem by him. We'll continue now with um, one of the more modern poets, uh, Ivan Boland, who was born, uh, as was Durkin, in 1944. And no one was handing a life of luxury to these poets, particularly in the 60s. There was little financial recompense to balance, uh, you know, the labours of the poet. But Boland insists that the idea of the poet was honoured. She went to Trinity College and she liked the image of a poetic life because it was quite different to the role she was prepared to accept. A woman's life was not honoured, she writes. At least no one I know suggested so. So we will, we will read now one of Ivan's uh, poems, which is called uh, New Territory. Several things announced the fact to us, the captain's Spanish tears, falling like doubloons in the headstrong light. And then, of course, the fuss, the crew jostling and interspersing cheers with wagers overnight as we went down to our cabin Nursing the last of the grog, talking as usual of conquest, land came into sight. Frail compasses and trenchant constellations brought us this far. And now air and water, fire and earth stand at their given stations. Out there and ready to replace this single desperate width of ocean. Why do we hesitate? Water and air, fire and earth and therefore life are here, and therefore death. Out of the dark man comes to life and into it. He goes and loves and dies, his element being the dark and not the light of day. So the ambitious wit of poets and exploring ships have been his eyes, riding the dark for joy. And so I say of the sacred text is eagle-eyed, because he glimpsed the holy boy. Lovely words in that poem of Ivan Boland's um, uh, new, ter new Territory. Now, uh, most of those poems will be known to you, but particularly now um, the poems by Samuel Beckett. And um, 
He was born in 1906 and died in uh, 1989. And uh, he was uh, presented with £10 at the time for his best new poem, Horoscope, uh, which means something there. And that is the one we'll read. Now, there are lots and lots of things we could read by by Samuel Beckett. But we'll try this one and see if you like it. And any of the poems that I've selected, if you select one and you would prefer to have it read, uh, maybe you'd let us know here at RICC. Uh, Something There is the poem I'm going to read by Samuel Beckett. Something there, where? Out there, out where? Outside. What? The head, what else? Something there, something outside, the head. At the faint sound so brief, it is gone. And the whole globe not yet bare, that eye opens wide. Till in the end, nothing more. Shutters it again. So the odd time out there, somewhere out there, like as if, as if something, not life, necessarily. So again, there's a lot to be read in that particular language of Beckett. So I'll continue with a short poem of his, which is called Tailpiece. It's easier to understand. Tailpiece by Samuel Beckett. Who may tell the tale of the old man? Way absence in a scale. Mere want with a span, the sum assesses, of the world's woes. Nothingness in words enclosed. Now that concludes our poems for today. Um, I hope you enjoyed them and if there's anything you would prefer, just let us know. We're here at ricc at gmail.com. Thank you very much and talk to you next week. The Poetry Circle with Anya Nikuyev.